Oh, oh Jesus! I just broke his hand. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, guys? And welcome to episode two of the Smithfield Podcast. And that's right, we're downgrading. <laughs> no video on this one. Couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. Uh, overhead costs became too high, so it just wasn't really viable. No, this way though, it's a lot smoother for us to record the podcast, and also we can go for longer than before. And um, it's all just easier for me, so I can sort of crank them out easier, and we can get straight to the good L conversation. Adam Wynn is here with me again as my second guest on the second podcast because I have no friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for him. So chill, so for him. Chill. All right, keep it calm, Adam. <laughs> um, but he is here, and he has just finished his Irish oral. Why don't you walk us through how that went for you? I haven't heard this yet. He's gone to tell me three times, and I've continuously stopped him because I want this to happen on the podcast. Oh, it wasn't even that big a day. It was just like completely butchered it because I was just like, I, I, I went in so confident. Like, you know what I mean? I was talking to him. He was like, he was like, you know, literally, no one was showing up, so uh, you can come in. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, maintained eye contact was that comes like what's up, man? How's things? How's things? Your mom's like eighty years old from like Northern Ireland or something like that. Didn't understand what you said in English, never mind Irish. Uh, so like, I sat down, all that was up, you know. So like, it comes to talk to you, all that. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, I, I kept thinking French in my head. I was like, a bit like, don't do that. Uh, and then like even simple questions like how long did you spend on the Camino because I was talking about the Camino of Santiago and I was like oh, in cement uh, no sorry that's not the word how <laughs> you say did uh, you speak French in the oh, yeah oh, yeah no. and I was like how you say I'm sorry and I said go around the podcast and I was like thank you <laughs> thank you yeah yeah so I rushed it and then I just like t- started talking about because the only thing I could actually talk about was like uh, films like that. It was like, uh, what, what's, what's your favorite film? And I was like, oh, what, what's your favorite type of film? And I said, funny films. And, I, and, I, and he was like, what's your favorite film? And I was like, The Godfather. <laughs> the and best he, comedy yeah, though. Yeah, and he was like, that's not a funny film. And I was like, it is. Uh, yeah, so he's too tushy. So he started talking about. Uh, films. I didn't have a rat's ass what he was talking about. I didn't know what he was talking about. He just started... have grey hair with glasses. Yeah, I think it's the same guy. Oh fucker! Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and he just started. Like, he was mumbling like just loud of Irish shit. I didn't know why. And I was like, oral. just been like Shah. Shah, and he was like, and and Higgin told his is Shah, and I was like Shah, yeah, true, yeah, <laughs> true. I was like, true that, true that, Holmes. Um, so asking any hard ones. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I didn't understand it, so... Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. But yeah, yeah anyhow, so... Uh, and, you're, and you're on your midterm now, how's that going for you? I was on my midterm the entire week. Yeah. <laughs> that just kind of like... They had to throw in a few orals in there just to fuck me up. Keep me on my toes. When's the French one? <laughs> that was two days ago, pal. Mm. Yeah, I missed it, though. Like, <laughs> you didn't go to that, that's me like fucking Monday morning I thought it was Sunday morning and I'm just waking up going oh. alright yeah what time's uh, 12 o'clock okay that's nice yeah, wait, what time's your alarm oh yeah it's quarter to 11 <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like oh. I was like fuck I was like I was like man get the car man, get the car he's like what he's like well, well I may have potentially missed my oral he's like what do you mean you missed your oral I paid like a, a five or ten euro for that I was like I was like yeah we'll just reschedule uh, I was like I texted like everybody in my class going anybody have the time down from your oral no <laughs> like, she's all fucking useless uh, so I had to call the school up and I was like alright 
She was, like, she, was like, she was like, you can get the turntable off after school. I was like, call the school. It was like, no answer from the school. I was like, so the, so the fucking lads at reception are on holiday. I, I don't know when the timetable is. No one knows when the timetable is. There's people that have went in, they don't even know what the timetable is. They just went in. So what I was did like, you do? I was like, all right, I'm calling in sick. Right. So I was like, that's the thing. I couldn't really call anyone, so I had to like just wait like another day and just call me like. I don't want to do the meters play like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and like the funny thing is, they they wouldn't answer the phone that so I could tell them that I was sick, but they sure as hell called me ma when I was fifteen minutes late in the Irish hour. You know what I mean? And I was there fifteen minutes early, like you know what I mean? And did, have you talked to them? Tell me, have you talked to them uh, since about the no no I know oh, no, no I haven't. <laughs> you were in today though. I know I was in today, but there was no one in the school apart from me. Uh, this random fucking geezer came in and he was a he was a fucking what you call it an Irish uh, oral practitioner uh, <laughs> whatever you call it the professors or whatever the fuck um, basically comes in land a massive fucking suit or whatever the fuck and uh, a massive suit <laughs> an oversized suit <laughs> it wasn't oversized he was oversized uh, so he walk, walks in and he's like the surprise in his face he like, walks around the corner he stops reverses back <laughs> sees two lads going uh, Adam was Adam Dunn. Uh, he's like, what are you doing here? And I, 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 like, it's, you know, I do realise it's the midterm. I was like, I do realise it's the midterm, yeah. I'm doing my Irish show. <sighs> hate that. I was, like, I was like, I actually wanted the fucking, like... Did he work there? Yeah, he was one of the, the oral geezers. You know what I mean? He was one of the oral... He was a person giving you the oral assessment, was he? He was one of those geezers. I don't even know. He was just kind of walking around the hallways with his briefcase. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing. He walked in there Mr. It's obvious a couple of times I wasn't there, which was a bit weird. <laughs> so, whether he I was about to bleed that name out at large. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been fleeced in the gas. Just naming off teachers here, exposing their identities. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 true. Sure, 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 in the paper anyway. We're getting there for, for texting and driving anyway. So, like. oh Jesus, <laughs> this is all I could just see. This could be a play game <laughs> in my arraignment. Um, um, yeah, so anyway, no, that's been edited out. Um, <laughs> uh, what you call it? Wouldn't the first time. The, li- <laughs> the Leaving Cert's coming up. How'd you feel? Thanks for reminding me, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> it is coming up. Uh, fucking, yeah, like, I'll just let go of the reins at the moment, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's been six years. Let go of the reins. What a time to let go of the reins. Yeah, because your man was like... Uh, your Who's man, your man now? Your man, the geezer, comes in with a fat suit. Uh, <laughs> he came, came in. Yeah. He was talking to the mock, the junior seven mock geezers, and he was like... Uh, he was because they were mad nervous, and he was like, "Oh, chillax, the grand. Like, I, I did my oral here like fifty years ago, uh, and he was like, you 'Don't even worry about it. If you know what you want to do, be grand. I'm just sitting there, going, I'm gonna be leaving, sir. Fuck knows what I'm gonna do.' So, um, he said the same thing to me, and I was like, uh, I was like, man, I'm the most chilled out guys going. He was like, he's like, yeah, no, they can be chill. You can't. Like, you're doing leaving, sir. So <laughs> fair, but yeah, no. So, like, t- like the, the first six years." As the closer I get to, 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 to year six, and like you know, the pressure it's kind of builds and builds and builds, and the suspense is built artificially from other people. Other people, you like you're not feeling the stress yet, you only realize when you wake up in year six, and you're like, you only feel the stress everyone else has put upon you. You get me? Mm. Everyone else is you wake up, and every class you go into is like, leaving cert, you know, leaving cert's coming at the end of this year. Like, you know what I mean? Have you been studying enough? Are you sure you've been studying mm. enough? You know, you really need to get on top of this. You don't know this well enough when you're convinced that you're never going to know it well enough. It's the same way, it's the exact same with uh, fitness moguls. Mm. 
they never feel like they're in the they're, they're in the best condition they could possibly be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Same with, with fighters. When they go into the ring, they're like, oh, I fucking I should have fought that Sunday. I should have I should have not taken that rest day. I should have I should have went and trained because I I could be in better condition. It's that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Until you get to the stage. Now, obviously, you felt this before as well, mostly because you actually knew what you were doing. <laughs> Me, I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, yeah. My, see, my course is a lot. It's the standards are a lot lower than what I was previously going to try and achieve, which was trying to push myself to get the the four out of four, five hundred out of four. And now I'm just kind of like, I can get a course that's like three forty and it's grand and it's chill. So how does um, that how does it make you feel though? Like, are you happy with that or? Yeah, like. Do you feel like? Do you wish that you had tried harder knowing that certain things, like certain nights out and certain relationships maybe would have been sacrificed? That's my ice machine, by the way. I'm not cracking them over the head or anything. Um, certain relationships and stuff uh, would have been sacrificed in exchange for... Like, it's, it's a hard question to ask. Yeah. Because you don't really exactly know what would have been sacrificed. But if I said to you now, like, I, I can give you the option to repeat mm. and still be the same age you are now, would you mm. take it? This year? Well, say go back however far you think you need to go back to actually get, like, at the 500 points, like... No. Well, don't regret them. No? No, because, like, I'm where I am... I'm back on in two years, folks. Here he is, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, or to McDonald's. Uh, <coughs> no, no, like, I've, I'm, I'm happy where I am at the, at the moment somewhat because it's just the... It's due to the choices I made. If I went... If I was to go back and be the same age I was, and knowing what I know now, I feel like I wouldn't be a true representation or reflection of myself if you get me mm. like like I, I know for a fact if I wanted to, if I had wanted to start a fifth year I could have smashed it and come out with the fucking the, the 500 600 points I know that for a fact I know that just because and I didn't I didn't know that back in fifth year I was like I'm an average student that I'm gonna I I can get the, the just over 400 points if I try hard enough or, not, or whatnot but it was only when I start like like actually studying for exams and being like I'm smashing these at like a whole fucking 95, 100%. These are grand. I know the formula now, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's because it was drilled into me by myself for such a long time that I was just like... Like you told yourself you were average? Yeah, basically that like, oh, like I was just, I was, there was no point in me trying to compete with the, uh, you know, the fucking, those innate geezers who had that upbringing that was like, you need to get that A+, plus, you need to get that 100%, that 90%, you, you, and you, they knew no different from that. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, like, oh, I shouldn't bother or whatnot. It was the same thing, though, with your mates, well, which was my mates in third year that would be like, oh, like, man, are you studying? Oh, you're fucking, you're gay for studying, that type of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when the junior side paper would open and it'd be like, I mean, your mate would just be like, oh, man, I got like three A's and two B's and you're just like, I got fucking five C's. <laughs> yeah, I got Abraham Lincoln for some reason. <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of like, okay, and then say it start fifth year. I had a, I had a bumpy st- start to fifth year, but... I still kind of was like, oh, fuck school or whatnot. Uh, and I kind of just like... Classic I, mentality. I, I, had a, I also had a concentration deficit as well. I just found, found myself concentrating on other things. Uh, less important things at the time. Why do you think that was? Escapism. From school? School and fucking everything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the pressures of being a fucking teenager as well. Like, you know, like you have to... You're trying to uphold a, a fucking... A, uh, a social kind of persona uh, persona or status if you want me uh, if you if you get me uh, <laughs> if you want me <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you want me yeah <laughs> cut that out uh, if you get me but you're also trying to do that but also trying to maintain the 
mature social status of not being looking like, <coughs> like an idiot going into an exam and then just being faced with reality going with a teacher being like listen no one really cares anymore if you fail an exam or if you pass an exam it's kind of just down to you it's mm. what you want you know what mm. I mean and it was kind of like halfway through sixth year or fifth year so I say start picking up the pace and being like I'm going to need studying this type, this type of shit uh, indecisiveness was a big a big thing because I focused more on deciding what I wanted to do after a while than actually be studying you know I mean? So is that what you would have done differently? You made a decision earlier on? I can't, yeah. No, see, I don't think it would have made a difference. Now, I still don't know what I want to do. I think that's um, it's almost impossible for someone our, for our age, yeah. you know, to know completely wholeheartedly what you want to do. If you do, fair fucks to you. And I wish I had that ability. But for me, I'm just kind of like, mind is split many different ways. And because I haven't experienced any of these different possibilities thoroughly enough, mm. I don't know which direction I want to go in. It's just kind of like my perception of what I think something will be like. So it's like my mind creating an image of what psychology would be, what business would be, what fucking being an actor would be, what being a, a sports fucking yeah, 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 persona yeah. would be. And I don't know. And I'm just kind of like, first of all, I have a lot of problems with the way uh, the, the school system is and, and stuff and whatnot. But I, I do understand why it's there and why it has to be there. Because yeah. if it wasn't there, you'd have an, an abundance amount of people going into certain fields that wouldn't be able to handle the workload and then you know there'd be very very big problems there yeah i think i think it's kind of like it's the best worst system i think if you get me Mm. like i think it's it's sort of like i think ideally you people want to be like more practical Mm. like you should be if you're doing say a business Mm. sort of degree like this is a bit difficult because business goes with so many different avenues but you should have like a practical sense of what it is Mm. because i think like when you when someone wants to play a sport, mm. they don't sit inside for an hour for years beforehand, going through the rules of say football and how to play and um and uh, like like what good play is and like how to be a good player. Like they don't do they they go out there they play it and either they go I hate this this isn't for me or this longing is instilled inside them to be the best possible player they can be. I think if they even incorporated that a little bit mm-hmm. into like testing out different career fields and i think even obviously you're going to be terrible at it because you have no idea what you're doing mm. but i still feel as though certain people would start it and then kind of get like this flair of just like all they really want to do is go back and try and get better when they were doing that kind of career because it seemed like really cool like let them talk with people like in the industry because you are literally asked to both go to college for four to five to seven years mm based on what you think you want to do only to then get there afterwards and see if it's for you or not yeah. i think people who get work placements in like year two or year three are lucky and um, especially those who i know people who have got those work placements and dropped out of their course mm. because they realized that it wasn't for them like yeah and that's scary as hell like i'm doing a marketing degree i have no idea what it's gonna be like for me when i actually get this degree i'm sure i'll get like a, a job at some like whatever like graduate level job there is coming out of marketing or whatever but like i don't know if i'm gonna be like there's different branches to begin with mm-hmm. um but even at that i still don't really know what a day in the life of a marketer looks like you know like they say you know oh you'll be working in a team you could be doing research could be just like you know when to put new ideas and stuff i'm just like yeah yeah that's that, like that's grand but it's a bit kind of like i still have no idea what it could be like and obviously there's so much variables too even if someone could give me a good description depends on the job depends on where it is depends on what you're getting paid depends yeah. on what's expected of you and i think it's just like it's so hard to predict as a whole. Mm. I think it's very difficult to make an education system around that because I've always been passionate about business. It was my favorite subject. So I think everything should be practical. I think everyone should be given like uh, certain business courses and try that out and stuff, mm. la la la. Uh, but that would be completely different for someone who's say into art or yeah. wants to be a doctor. Um, like, like they, 
they splinter so much that I think school has to try and keep things somewhat the same, which distorts some subjects almost past like them being even recognisable of what they're trying to teach anymore. Hmm. When did you know, or when did you feel that marking was definitely the way forward for you, you know, over everything else? So I think, uh, like most people, I don't know, kind of like sitting down from the leave and like, okay, this is it now. Like, what the hell do I want to study in college? Like, what the hell do I want to do? for a career and my two best subjects were always business and economics they were always my best ones my weakest ones tended to be languages english i was actually okay with but in terms of learning new words like irish or french terrible at just was not for me at all um actually i wasn't terrible i didn't like fail them left right and center i was decent at them but in my head i was terrible at them like in my head i didn't like doing them didn't want to do it at all um, so I was just like, okay, so what are the two things that I'm sort of interested in? So one of them was business. I was good at it because I liked it. I wanted to go into business. I always had this entrepreneurial streak, but in my head, I kind of thought that's more something to do when that idea hits you. Mm-hmm. And I also had the idea that like, they can't really teach entrepreneurship. It's yeah. kind of like doing a footballer course. Like mm-hmm. you can't really teach how to be better at it. Like, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And um, so that's sort of how, how I felt about it. And I was just like, so like, what else am I interested in? I was like, I'm interested in like how people sort of think. I'm interested in kind of like consumer behavior like i would watch talks out of my own time and um, like ted talked about like why consumers do what they do why we buy what we buy mm-hmm. i found it super super interesting and sort of like gary vaynerchuk's idea sort of like being able to sort of hack culture mm-hmm. like hack attention and stuff and sort of drive people to where you want them to be mm-hmm. and i suppose marketing then was just I, I would be scrolling through courses and i was like management just felt very sort of like i, I think I, I felt as though I definitely had a leadership sort of trait inside me, but at the same time, management just didn't speak to, to me in the way that marketing did. Mm-hmm. And at the time, bear in mind that throughout all of secondary school, I have this uh, sort of re, re, repressed sort of creativity inside because I want to start a YouTube channel more yeah. than anything. But I also know that will make my life a living hell if I do it and everyone around me finds out. Yeah. So I have this creativity and something that's dying to get out. Like, I'm writing poetry on the side of things mm. and I'm almost like accidentally winning competitions because I'm just doing it because I'm just dying to be creative and mm. I feel as though what's funny about that is that when I was younger sucked at arts and crafts didn't like drawing creative, didn't like messiness yeah. as most creative creative people are super messy and stuff everywhere and it's just like make the best kind of creative thing ever I was like organised I didn't like doing that yeah. and it was only in the form of video on YouTube that I really sort of realized that I was just like, I love this creativity part of it. So then I had, okay, there's creativity and this business and this consumer psychology and marketing just maps to all of them perfectly. Mm. You're coming up with new ideas. You have to understand the consumer to drive them to where you want to go. And of course it's a business degree. It's ultimately ultimate goal is to help a business turn a profit. Mm. So like that just spoke to me in that regard. Like, you know, and I'm in semester two and I still don't really like, I'm still not like this was definitely the course for me because I still look at other courses kind of longingly, kind of like, I wonder kind of what that would be like. And a lot of that, and most of that is the grass greener on the other side, if you get me. Um, but I don't look at any other course going, that's what I should have done. But I do definitely look at other ones kind of like, that may have been interesting yeah. to do. But at the same time, I'm still very happy in, in my own course. Like, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges for me is that I consider myself to be, geez, I almost said I consider myself a lone wolf there. That's not correct. But I think as i said to you before like an introverted extrovert as in i love i, I love the idea of being in a group of people having loads of fun la la yeah. la but then i just always find myself alone mm. uh, through my own choice like i yeah. find myself in the library on my own doing my own thing 
um, and I have to kind of like really try to Im implement myself into a group which is funny because I'm there super confident making YouTube videos doing all this stuff and I go into college and I'm sort of like almost a shy one like it, it, it doesn't map correctly at all it's weird and I'm not even trying to come off as shy as a ploy and I'm also not trying to become overconfident either but I just it's it's just it's it's an unusual one, but um that's a complete tangent from your question. So I sort of ramming about myself there. Yeah. But um that's that's, that's basically how I chose marketing and, and what it's like for me now, mm. I suppose. Mm. But um yeah, so like so if I put a gun to your head now, it's like you have to study one thing. What what would it be? Fucking acting. Acting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like yeah. Just like so there's a few like there's a few kind of. See, different uh, emotions and mindsets kind of uh, direct me towards different kind of, I don't know, feels or, or, or yeah. ways of thinking, if you get me, like, you know, like, if I'm on my own, like, like like you said there, like, you, you'll go, like, watch, like, videos on your own time about, like, consumer mm. psychology or whatnot, like, I, I love watching videos about thinkers and, and why people do what they do, like, psychology, I love psychology so much, that's mm. why I was so enthralled by the Hannibal series like you know it's just it was amazing but then also what you said about video creation like that Hannibal to me was such a beautiful piece of art in terms of how it was uh, put together the way it was put together and I, I was like I would love to be in a TV show like that like mm. they're playing such an intricate character with so many different sides that only certain people can see love that so much love the YouTube thing as you know like you know as well uh, tried that a good few times but never was able to kind of make it go public because I was so afraid of public opinion. Um, that's fair, that's fair. I think it's I think it's supposed to be so hard for us to articulate mm. the extent mm. of what you would have had to deal with had you gone public with a YouTube channel yeah. back in the day. Especially like, at least in, certainly in my position because mm. I was not part of the big groups in school at yeah. all. And I, I didn't necessarily like want to, but yeah. it's hard not to have those days where you're like, it would be so much easier to just fit in here, to just laugh at the right time, mm. talk to the right people, mm. sit in the right places and just sort of like float through school easy peasy or whatever. Um, and just like the thought of just basically like almost sacrificing your individuality for mm. the sake of just non-criticism or any criticism being like not that sort of threatening. Um, but yeah, like it just, it's, it's beyond just putting a YouTube channel out there into the world and people being like, oh, that's a bit weird. It would have been like genuinely every day you were loading other people's guns that are aimed at you. Like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like you were handing them crates of ammunition to throw at you. Yeah. And then not only is that bad enough, but then you're reminding them of it every week. Yeah. So imagine you just mean that's embarrassing and someone uses that against you. Yeah. Um, and then they, they, they get to re-watch that every week, which is you uploading a YouTube video and they'd be reminded of that thing that they wanted to slag you over. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I always knew I wanted to do it, but I knew that I was just like, I was self-aware enough to know that like, it would be too much to handle for me to try and do this and fend off that and be good at school and still remain happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like the, the contest between trying to just live a normal schoolhood life with all of that pressure of what, what, what people think about that yeah. while trying to maintain a YouTube channel and get good grades was just way too much to handle. So I kept one on hold and then went full force the moment I was out of there. And I don't know if it's our school, but just full of judgmental people. I don't know if it's just pe everywhere. people our age. Um, but I don't know, it certainly feels, although it seems to be, I wouldn't say changing, but the whole YouTube vibe certainly seems to be not accepted 
but definitely more talked about than it was before. Yeah. Like, people would not talk about even who they watched on YouTube back in the day. Like, I mean, like, KSI was big when you were, like, 12, 13. But if you said that when you were, like, 17, 18, yeah. it was like saying I still watch Teletubbies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was very kind of, like... One more challenge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could say you watched YouTube, but it had to be, like... Even, even uh, people, there's also, like, a sub, a sub-segment almost, and almost like a divider within that now at this stage. Because I, I find myself listening to 17 18 year olds i'll be like oh like i love fucking like even some of the girls or what or even some of the lads being like you know i watch fucking zoella or something like mm. that and that'll be somewhat acceptable but then you hear the little second or third years being like oh my fucking fucking favorite youtuber is fucking uh some like proper cringy gamer head you yeah, know, yeah. Like, and they look at him being like he's a fucking weirdo yeah, 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 but yeah. i watch i watch a segment of youtube which i seem to be i i think is is cool and within the status quo yeah and then when i see them watching these kind of alternate youtubers they're kind of fucking weird you know what i mean yeah yeah it's 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 such a strange space to navigate because it's like it's a website that everyone uses yeah. but so few understand mm. and it's 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 like a, a tv with infinite like channels you know yeah. what i mean it's like everyone watches their own channel mm. other channels are very weird other towns are popular mm-hmm. and no one really knows what goes into making a channel except for the people who are actually in it. Yeah. That's very much what YouTube is like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know some people who think that I'm making money at YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. I know some who uh, didn't even know it was possible to make money off it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, people just don't have that knowledge at all really about mm-hmm. it and they don't really seem keen to find it out either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's definitely one of the most out there things you can do. Like yeah. I mean, like if like I, I people people would be afraid to put up a video of them singing on on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like that might get them some slagging or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then a YouTube channel is like a whole another wavelength. Like I mean, like it, it's proper. Like it was uh, certainly in our case a ticket yeah. to exclude yourself from the social circle that existed in our school. Like you know what I mean, bar this bar like the one or two people who were like actually your friends, aka yeah. like you and me and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like obviously other people too. Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it was funny how like that, like group mentality was just ridiculously hostile yeah. in that position that it was in, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I suppose a lot of it was just ultimately insecurity. Yeah. Like I genuinely believe the only reason why you can be offended by someone else following their passion and what they want to do mm-hmm. is insecurity of yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. cause like there was no reason really to like, if you want, like, no one, it was never just like, oh, you're, I don't particularly like your content. I don't think it's it's A1 quality. Yeah. It was never like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we could have made the best video ever. And just the fact we were doing it is what annoyed them and what they attacked. Do you get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, if any one of them had been actually somewhat constructive, even if it was terribly harsh, but somewhat constructive about it. Yeah. I would have had almost a shred of respect for that. Yeah, yeah. But it was always just the concept that we were even doing it. Yeah. It wasn't how good your voice was. It was just the fact that you even wanted to be a singer is what they attacked. Yeah, yeah. Do you get me? Exactly. Um, but I suppose, like, you know what I mean, sometimes doing what you want to do is is, is different and you kind of have the confidence to, to sort of go for it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, no one lasts you for wanting to be a doc. Well, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd say in certain circles, like, I think it very much depends on the vibe around you. Yeah, yeah. I think if we went to, like, a... We don't have Ivy League schools here, but I'm going to use the term like a really high-end school where like everyone was doing like amazingly kind of like yeah, yeah. in-depth stuff. It would be like, you'd be slagged if you didn't do well in school. Yeah, yeah. But then you go to a school whereby that is maybe a lot lower and the average grade is lower. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're weird for doing too well in school. Yeah. I think it's very much wherever the group lies, the margins are always sort of pushed further out so the group yeah. can stay closer together. And that's, yeah. just, that's just like what that sort of case was. But... Fuck them! I'm here now on my channel, so. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I had a, uh, I had, I had a taster of that almost. I think I remember telling you about this before. Is that 
my uh, my cousin had a, had a channel before and uh and like i was like fair i was supporting him i was like you know go fucking go for it like you know what i mean like a glad you're starting or whatnot but because of how similar that we sound i would get slagged by people that i don't even talk to who take the time out of their day just to come up to me and just try and like say a quote from the channel and it wasn't even me yeah. it was just the fact that they thought it was me or they knew it would get to me and of course being 15 16 at the time it was you know like i was like well, what the why, why even bother doing this like you know mm. what's, what's the point like you know what i mean and it did get to me and that kind of did push me back as well from starting a youtube channel also even i told you about this before there's people even in my social circles you know i'm not gonna name any names here like mm. you know what i mean that as soon as i'd upload a video would just t- like literally only go to my channel to dislike it. Just, yeah, just for the crack. To this day, I, I think people do that on my channel. Mm. Like, it's 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 very strange. Like, it's yeah. it's very strange. Although what I can say is that anyone who ever gave me true abuse mm. over YouTube or my channel has never done anything that was a shred creative in their whole life. Yeah, a shred outside of the box. Like, and maybe that maybe that's what their inner rage is. Like, I, it's not at us. Like, they can't possibly care that much about yeah. what, what we do. For, you know, there's a dream inside them that's being suppressed and dying every day in yeah. the friend group that they're in. Mm-hmm. And the only way to express that is to attack anyone else mm-hmm. who possibly has the audacity to actually chase after their dream. Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Um, and the way, like, I feel sorry for them in a way. Like, I feel sorry for them. I'm sure they're just people who are just dickheads and just yeah. want to do it for the crack. But I'm sure there are definitely a few who have this, like, resentment factor because they want to do it so badly but feel like they can't, they're afraid or that they've boxed themselves in with their friends. Oh, I, I can resonate with that in yeah. a way. You know, I, I even said it to you before, I'm, I'm being completely honest here with you, sometimes, like, you upload videos or whatnot yeah. and I just be like, fucking, fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. because, like, one of the biggest reasons I don't, I, I haven't, and I, I haven't done it yet anyway, uh, started a YouTube channel and pursued that is because I don't think I can do it as well as other people and I don't think I have that you just like wide creative fucking uh just bucket of shit like i could just fucking formulate into an amazing video i just don't feel like i have that ability yet if you get me like yeah you know what i mean i think and, every youtuber feels that innately yeah and i think every youtuber sees other people's content and goes fuck i can't do that like yeah like i look at people every day like john alston casey neistat peter mcginn and i'm just like jesus christ i'm just yeah. like if I dedicated two weeks to trying to replicate that video, I probably still wouldn't be as good and it's yeah. seemingly off the cusp for them. But you kind of just have to, have to remember, those people always have more time on you yeah. and then in general in YouTube, if you're watching them, tend to be huge and therefore have more money and more resources than yeah, you, like, you know what I mean? Sure. And like, that's not to take down their content at all, mm. but it's just to remember that it's not like a direct sort of like comparison. And like, I still have the, like, I'll be honest about it, like, I don't have my videos, I don't have these ideas pouring out of my head that I can't make enough videos to support them like I'll wake up some Wednesday mornings have no video and be like what am I gonna do and then I'll randomly make a video like KSI fight reaction and get 600 views yeah, yeah. and then other days I'll plan out a video for a week in advance record it 100 views mm. like it's 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 so strange yeah uh the way that that creativity happens mm. and it's almost like the most creative I've ever been is recently, and that's true by forcing myself to be creative, whether I felt like it or not, whether the streak was there or not. Yeah. Alright, people, we're back. The laptop was low on battery, so I had to go and plug it in. We're back. Go for that and go for it. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you there. I think YouTube is a great medium for creativity, but it shouldn't be forced. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't you? Shouldn't force your creativity into a video just to fucking uh, attract a certain amount of viewers or uh, yeah. for monetization or whatnot? Like you know what I mean? Because you're trying to force creativity, you end up with a half-assed fucking piece of. Uh, art if you get me on I mean yeah it's it's, it's very difficult because I think it's it's sort of like 
I think everyone when they start has this, these kind of like good ideas, but then very quickly you sort of realize that maybe like this doesn't really have a clear vibe to it. This isn't really, yeah. this isn't like a series people would like tune into every week necessarily. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's sort of like, it feels almost like mixed match because your ideas are mixed match. You're not really sure what you're about yet. Mm. But I believe internally that I'll constantly feel that struggle until one day it'll kind of just click yeah. and the vibe will not appear out of nowhere, but will almost just like through sheer scale, yeah. a vibe will sort of appear about what my channel is and kind of what you can expect if you get me. Mm. Like I believe just through by constantly making videos, I'll slowly but surely shred off the fat and just keep the prime meat yeah. and the prime meat will only get better and better and better and the fat will keep getting shed and shed and shed to the point where it's just purely good content over and over and over and over mm. but the only way to do that is to upload see what works see what doesn't you yeah. you, you cannot do that even through making videos and not uploading them you cannot do that like mm. like it, it's a, it's a, you have to just be a practitioner in, in it like it's the mm. only way to be sort of like truly creative but also like you're not in the best time frame to start a YouTube channel either like with where you are nor have you ever been yeah. yes you've had streaks where you should have uploaded more and you didn't yeah. who hasn't had them True. but ultimately you're, most of the time you're in school you have other uh responsibilities like mm. i'm in college and i have a lot of responsibilities but i have my time i probably have less time in a way than i did in secondary school mm. but my time is more fluid i can control when i do work now i can control if i want to do that the night before or two weeks in advance whereas in school everything is the night before like yeah yeah no, i get you i get you like uh where do you stand? Well, I know where you stand. Like, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, and, and we've had this conversation with a few friends as well. Of the uh, and, I, and a problem that I face a lot of the time is the perfect start. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, you're, you, you, want, you want the perfect name that's going to click like Syndicate. You want, like, well, of course, Casey Neistat, I don't know, but that, that, that's just his name. But like, you want something that's going to click in people's minds. You want it to be easy to say. You want it to be slick. You want it to be clean. Uh, you want to have videos that are all... Uh, uh, what you call it synonymous with themselves like as in like they're all aligned they seem all aligned they seem mm. to have the same pattern uh, they're, they're all clean looking they're all edited perfectly mm. you want to have uh, you know 2,000 followers and you're following no one you want everything to just yeah. be ideal yeah. um, you want to know how to when you're promoting your videos to how to do it perfectly and cleanly and stuff like that you want to be able to do everything perfectly at the start and oftentimes thinking about that and thinking about how to execute everything to a T can also get in the way of you beginning. 110%. 110%. I genuinely believe that perfectionism, mm. pure perfectionism, is a form of insecurity. Yeah. That is not my own quote, that is Gary Vee's, was one of the best ones I've ever heard him say. Mm. Genuinely, the only reason why everything has to be absolutely perfect down to the minute details is because you are terrified mm. of criticism. Yeah. Why else? Mm -hmm. Don't bullshit yourself saying it's not because I hold myself to such high standards. No, it isn't. Calm down. You're not Picasso. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not. You haven't made it on YouTube, right? Let's be honest here, right? Casey Neistat is not 35 minutes into this podcast, okay? Yeah, yeah. But you are, and I'm sure there are people who are listening to this who have an inkling in their mind to start a YouTube channel, to become a footballer, to become a painter, to become a musician, become an actor, whatever the hell it is. The perfect start does not exist. My YouTube channel okay mm. is probably my sixth or seventh at this stage i had countless ones before yeah. majority of them gaming banners made in paint mm. banners made in a banner maker uh, logos made in paint logos made in a in some sort of like a free logo machine name generators all that stuff all that stuff throwing absolute crap onto channels mm. unedited the terrible quality yeah. like absolute dirt 
But through doing that, because at first my starts were terrible, really bad. Oh my God, delete your channel bad. And, and then they were really bad. And then they were bad. And then they were kind of bad. And then they were actually like, they were okay. And then they were, then they were okay again. And then they were sort of decent. And then, then it wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then with this mid view, I knew what I was doing. I had got it wrong so many times. I yeah. learned the right way. I learned to keep my, my logo simple, black and white with font text. It looked yeah. clean. It looked slick until I got an alternate, which is now my new logo, which again, looks sick. Yeah. I knew that my profile picture should have just been me. No bullshit. No fucking around. Just me. Keep yeah. it clean and just keep it that way. Thumbnails clean. Big lettering. Big, big picture. I fucked up a lot in the beginning. Yeah. There were thumbnails where the, the text is completely over my face. Yeah. Because I was so perfectionistic in that the thumbnail black box had to be in the same space for every single thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So my channel would all look the same. Yeah. But then I was just like, this is not going to work in the long run. I am literally doing this for my own little perfectionism for how the channel looks in the long run. Yeah. When it probably could be killing my views if they can actually see what the hell the video was actually about. Mm-hmm. Perfect starts kill people. It does not exist. I recommend start, be terrible, and get better. Mm. There is no reason to sit there, plan, obviously. But mm. don't plot and plan and plot and plan and plot and plan to the point where you never actually go and just start. Yeah. Like, just start. The start does not have to be well. You can adapt, especially on YouTube, especially in today's day and age. Mm. You can adapt. And what I would also say is, don't delete your old videos. Mm. If there's a channel that you no longer use anymore mm. or it's gone like a year then fine delete them mm. but do not fall into the trap of that video isn't perfect I'm going to delete it mm. and either that I'm going to delete it you'll end up with three videos on your channel and you'll be like what the hell I just do I've done that before myself yeah. where you watch the video and I, I hate how it looks I'm just going, just going to delete it like there are channel there are, there are videos on the Smith view that I might necessarily be 100% happy with but it's content and it's good content and I'm on my way yeah. Do you get me? No video is the last piece of content on this mid-view. I am still in the process. I am still in the journey. I accept that. I am willing for my content to be at, say, 97%, knowing I may have been able to get it to 100 for the sake of staying consistent, keeping uploading, and just constantly getting better and better and better. I would rather risk a video, have it be terrible, and learn, mm. than make, it, make a perfect video that's okay. Yeah. Because the, the, a perfect video to me with my current editing skills and my current skills in general mm. might just be an okay video yeah but if it's a risky video that's kind of bad i can learn from it and then get better and better and better but you only get better by making the bad ones if you get me yeah like no obviously like don't go make a channel full of terrible kind of assuming yourself you're going to get better but you can only be like i've only ever learned how to make good tunnels by making bad ones and i've only ever learned how to make great videos by making terrible ones yeah, yeah. and then obviously when they do, when you do make a good video, you improve on it, and you improve, and you improve, and even at that, you improve by taking out what is bad. And the only way you learned that was by making something that had flaws in it. True. So for me, it's about, it's about improvement. Every video being better than the next one, rather than every video being perfect. Mm. That's the key. Yeah, that's the main key. True. And with that, we're gonna have to leave this one here because it is at roughly forty minutes. We're gonna keep the podcast a nice forty minute length. I like it. I like it. Adam. Thank you so much for being on the episode no worries, two no of the Snape View podcast. I shall see you guys in the next one.